So all I've ever known how to do is help the entrepreneur reverse engineer their dreams. Every, every owner, I see every owner, every entrepreneur like a fly trying to get out a window. And they're going to work harder. They're going to keep banging their head on the window and the fly ends up dead on the windowsill. And I'm sitting here going, but there's a window right here. Turn, go out the window. Just turn. Door, sorry. Another door. Go out the door. Right? There's a shortcut. There's a path. Yeah. But they focus on the wrong things. everybody, welcome back to the Average Sucks Podcast. Super excited about today. And those of you that are business owners or wanna develop your relationships with those that you care about, grow your business, get your time back, I have the absolute most incredible interview for you. And I'm super excited about it. We had a little prep work prior. Cameron and I met for sushi before this. We talked about you and he said, Michael, what do they need? So I know this is gonna go somewhere super incredible. And a little background on Cameron Harold as we get started. This is someone that doesn't just talk about it, someone that over four times prior to teaching it, has developed companies, scaled them, and the biggest one of all was 1-800-GOT-JUNK. It was a company that went from having under 15 people up to 3,000 by the time Cameron took that idea and ran with it. And over the last decade plus, Cameron's been sharing with the world exactly how to develop their team. You're gonna learn step by step, because I'm gonna drag it out of them here in a couple minutes, how you could develop your team effectively, work better with them, get your time back, and build the team that you've always wanted. He is the author of five books already out in the marketplace, and a sixth book, which is called Second in Command, which I wrote down to make sure that we have access to, and you'd be able to get that as well on Amazon soon. And he's gonna be sharing a little bit how to develop your leaders, your life, and really make your business work the way you want it to. And if people were to say like, how does he operate? He would be the CEO whisperer. He knows how to talk with the wizard, the entrepreneur, us, and get the second in command or the people involved with the company to be and do and live the way they're capable of so you can get your business an idea where it should be. So with that said, my man, Cameron Harold, super excited you're here. Let's rock. Welcome to the Average sucks podcast Thank so you. excited you're here did i miss anything on the intro um no i got pretty much everything covered think I, think that's I, a good I, enough good enough to start good, with good enough sure. to start with and we'll cover we'll cover everything and feel free in the middle of this if you do need to go to his website or to amazon at any point and go pick up these books because i'm sure they're gonna something for your business to help you so i want to think of this as a podcast today sure. but i also want to get a lot of my questions answered because yeah. i am the person that you heal on a regular basis the <laughs> the the CEO, the owner, yep. and help us make things. So how did you really decide that you were going to be the guy that was going to help the guy that helps the guy? I don't get the, sure. the guy yep. that helps the guy that helps the guy. Like, how I, did that happen? I guess that is some of what, what we didn't cover in the, the bio or the intro. So 1-800-GOT-JUNK was the fourth company that I'd built. Okay. So I'd done it three times before, and Brian got to see me do it. We both invested in being a, a part of a group called the Entrepreneurs Organization, or EO. We were in the same forum group for four and a half years. So he watched me build two other companies. I got my first real training at a company called College Pro Painters. Now, what most people don't know about College Pro is it's the world's largest residential house painting company. Every year, they'd have to go out and get 800 franchisees who are university students. Well, every year? Every got, year. Okay. Had to get 800 new franchisees. Okay. And then those 800 franchisees had to hire 8,000 painters in four months, sorry, in one month. And then in the next four, 
paint $64 million Wait, hold, in houses. Hold on, I have to ask this one more time. Because I know my, 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 so, yeah, I that, make sure I'm getting your this. Your math okay. is right. That's so, okay. 8,000. I have trouble getting eight people yeah. to do something. Yeah. They get 800 each year. To get 8,000 more. So that's 8,800 employees every year. And we did it in five months. And then we'd paint $64 million in houses. I was in the top 30 people in that company globally. So I learned how to scale companies like the best. That's not scaling, it's a miracle. Well, we did it every year. We did. I was there for seven years. So okay. Kim, Kimball Musk, Elon's brother, worked for me in 1993. His cousin, Peter Elon Reeve, Musk. who built... Kimball Musk okay, worked Kimble, for me, okay. Elon's brother, yeah. Nice. And then Peter Reeve, who built Solar City, also worked for me, his cousin. I was on, the, on this team of people. Where I'm going with this is, by 1993, I'd already coached 120 real entrepreneurs. Coaching really started in 1993. The International Federation of Coaches and Coach U both started in 1993. There was really nothing like business coaching prior to that. And by that point, I'd already coached 120. So all I've ever known how to do is help the entrepreneur reverse engineer their dreams. And one of the core things with that is grow people, right? When you're hiring 8,000 people and you have one month to train them all, you better be operationally world-class at the training and leadership development and growth and coaching of people. Wow. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to get this. So that's got, kind of stuff you take for granted now, right? Take for granted. I mean, this is, this is, this is incredible. So I'm going to pick your brain for me. And I know the, the mind of the person listening to this right now. So you figured out over the years how to develop people to be effective quickly. Yeah. And on top of that, how to find people. Yeah. And those are two things. Everybody has challenges. You and I are part of a couple of mastermind groups. And over the years, it's where do I find people and how do you get them to do what the hell we want them and to do. most people don't even talk about it all they talk about is more marketing more biz dev more marketing more biz dev sales maybe but they don't ever because they don't they don't even know how badly it's broken for them right but when we had to do it for so many the working title for my first book double double was how to get more shit done from less people faster because okay. it was all Did about this like that name because I, I, like I like that name. i like that name too yeah. but but where i was going with that part was it's all about getting the highest output from all of the individuals we have. It's about coaching them on the critical few areas versus the important many. And what most of us do, let's say you hire somebody to work for you in social media. We tend to spend all of our time training them on social media, the apps they're using, the social media platforms, our marketing, our message, but we don't train them on time management. We don't train them on project management. We don't train them on interviewing and yet they're gonna interview people. We don't train them on how to show up and attend a meeting or how to run meetings and they run them every day. There's like 12 core skills that if we would grow them in, they'd scale the company. And that's how we built College Pro Painters. Did you have that written down? Like here's the 12 core skills? Uh, I was trained in a lot of those in the early days at 1-800, or sorry, at College Pro Painters. Okay. And then I brought those into all the other brands that I've coached. So for okay. me, it became, became kind of intuitive. When I launched my course two years ago, I was thinking about what are all the skills that really people, managers need to excel in their jobs so that they can scale the company. And we kind of netted it out on those 12 areas. Okay, so for just for simple sake, because we sure. don't have to go over all 12 right now. Yeah. Uh, if you had to say three things, you're walking yeah. into a company right now, I bring in, I, I call three of my local uh, business owners that I got here, a guy that owns 15 yeah. chiropractic offices, someone sure. that owns 20 gyms, they come in here and they sit down, they're doing a pretty good company, they're, yeah. they're, they're frustrated like we all are with hiring and developing. What are the four key, what are out of the 12, if you said these four, if we just settled in these four, what would they be? The number one is coaching, number two is situational leadership, number three would be delegation, number four would be time management. Okay, would you so, teach us the owner or each of the people? Well, the first part is the owner needs to understand that these skills exist and they have to be good at doing them so they can get stuff off their plate. What I always hear from owners is this, I can't delegate it because my team can't do it. Okay, well then teach them, right? Start coaching them, 
delegate more to them, grow their skills using situational leadership, help them break down their projects in time management. If you don't have the skills or the competency to train them, hire a freelancer who can help train them, give them a fucking book to read, get them some videos to watch, or get someone to, to grow them, but grow them so you can give them more. The leader's core job, every entrepreneur's core job is to get results through people, not to be doing it themselves. So the more often that we find ourselves doing stuff, what we should be doing is wanting to delegate that stuff to people that probably can't do it. So then we have to grow those people so they can do it. I visualize every employee like they're climbing up two ladders, like every manager, every leader. And and the one ladder, they have their left foot and their left hand climbing up the skills ladder. Let's say it's a 40-foot ladder. And right beside it, one foot away, they have their right hand and their right foot climbing up the confidence ladder. Our job is to grow their skills and grow their confidence, which grows their skills and grows their confidence and grows their skills. What we end up doing is yelling at them, holding them accountable, being pissed off, taking stuff off their plate, giving it to somebody else. what shakes their confidence and doesn't grow their skills. I like to flip the org chart upside down that the CEO is at the bottom supporting the managers, supporting the frontline staff, supporting the customers. Wow. Okay, that's a completely different way of looking at things. Yeah. So it's counterintuitive. It goes against, it's completely intuitive if you stop thinking about it. It's completely counterintuitive to social standards. It's completely intuitive for the best companies. The, the, The average companies and in, you know, like, there's 14 million companies in the United States. Okay. So let's the average is 7 million that are in the middle don't know this. And the bottom certainly don't know this. So now the top 1 or 2 million might know it, but the top 100,000 are good at it. 13,900 companies aren't even exposed to this stuff. So yeah, it's hard. Wow. It so- shouldn't be. Every, every owner, I see every owner, every entrepreneur like a fly trying to get out a window. And they're going to work harder. They're going to keep banging their head on the window and the fly ends up dead on the windowsill. And I'm sitting here going, but there's a window right here. Turn, go out the window. Just turn. Door, sorry. Another door. Go out the door. Right? There's a shortcut. There's a path. Yeah. But they focus on the wrong things. So you're saying they're, they're too much focused on... They're too much focused on wishing and praying that this person's going to get it versus getting in a position that can actually get it. Right. Instead of, hire, instead of holding someone accountable, hire accountable people. Right, they asked Herb Kelleher at Southwest Airlines, how do you get all your employees to be so happy? He said, we hire happy people. Okay, got right? it. So. How do you hire, like, how do we get all our people to be good at time management? I don't know, hire people that are good at time management or grow them, give them the skills. So let me ask you this. You've worked with how many, how many, how many CEOs? You like hockey. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever send your kid off to play hockey without teaching them the basics of how to skate, no. how to hold the stick, how to shoot? No. You'd give them the basics, right? No. Otherwise, your kid would come home and go, Daddy, hockey sucks. No, Johnny, you suck at hockey. And every day we let our managers go out into running a company with no idea how to manage and run a company. Every manager out there has to do job interviews and most of them have never been trained in how to do one. Every manager has to run meetings. Most of them have never run meetings. Every manager has to coach their frontline staff and they have no idea how to coach or how to run one-on-one meetings to coach them or how to do time management. So we get upset saying business is difficult. Business is really simple. So do you think that being an owner of an entrepreneur that I'm the type of guy that I'll just figure it out if I want to do it. Do you think that I you will. project that attitude or that personality onto another person? Because I, I, I see it all the time. Like, like Deborah and I will both be like, we'll just figure it out. And then and some people like, you know, they'll figure it out. Like, you know, you know Chip and Corbin, they'll, they'll figure out mm-hmm. if like, hey, we want to go put this thing in. Give me enough time. They'll figure it out in a very, very short order. Do most people project and we think that other people will be that way? See, I flip it again. I don't try to figure anything out. It's already been figured out. I try to find out who has figured it out and I do what they're doing. 
Okay. Instead of trying to figure anything out, see, the school system messed us up. The school system told us to, to read a lot and study a lot and be the smartest person in the room. I'm the dumb guy still looking for the cheat sheets. Got it. I'm trying to find the pretty girl over in the corner who knows how to do that, and I'm just going to look at what she's doing. I'm going to find the smart guy over here. I'm going to do what he's doing. I don't try to figure anything out. I just try to find out who's figured it out. What are they doing? I'll do that. Well, I, I mean, above and beyond that, because that's fantastic. I mean, literally, I bring in, uh, who do I have never had work here? Uh, Julie. I bring in Julie. I say, Julie, go blah, 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 blah. And I give her what I think is the instructions. I would go home and figure it out. Is Julie, am I projecting my own? Yes, because if you apply situational leadership, what you're supposed to do is assess two things with Julie. On this situation, on this project, what's her skill level? Does she have zero, one, or two points for no skill, some skill, or high skill? And then what's her confidence level on this project? And confidence can be shaken because she doesn't want to screw up or she's overwhelmed. Or, or she's saying yes to me. Or she's saying yes, but her, she might still be nervous. So she has no confidence, some confidence, high confidence, zero, one, or two points. You add up the points. On that project, she's a total of somewhere between zero, one, two, three, or four points. If she has zero points, you give the project to someone else. If she has one point, you micromanage, tell her exactly what to do, and you don't even have to explain how. Just sure. here's exactly what you do. Step by step. Two points, you give her the step by step and explain why we do it this way. Here's my thought process behind it. Three points, you let them come up with the plan. You cheer them on. You make sure that they know you're available to help them if they need it. Open door. Four points, you assign the project. You don't even cheer them on. It'd be like me coming to you and saying, hey, Mike, good job playing hockey. You're like, Cameron, I've been playing hockey my whole life. Mike, good job uh, you know, running this communication seminar. You're like, dude, it's kind of patronizing if I cheer you on for something you're good at. Got it. So micromanaging is as bad as over patronizing. But situational leadership is a skill that almost no one has ever been trained in except some of the core best executives. Where, where, do, you, trained, where do you teach this? Well, it's, well, the One Minute Manager is based on the concept. Okay. Dr. Paul Hersey and, and Ken Blanchard wrote the book on it. Got but it. people don't follow what's in them. So they go out every day and they get pissed off at people instead of slowing down and realizing they haven't even assessed. So what I'm trying to do is teach all the managers who are growing people the skills that their entrepreneur doesn't know how to even teach them because the entrepreneur hasn't even been trained in it. So how does someone get started? So let, this is this is really great. So and just to give a little little plug for what you do is this genius. You're smart enough to work with the the idea that you're willing to take the the genius of the the entrepreneur who's got the genius, the ideas, and help them and support them by working with the guy or girl, the person that can get it done. Well, that's like, you that's train. CEO of Alliance. What's right. that? Why like why would I train the mom and dad how to play hockey when Johnny's playing hockey? I'm that's not going to train the CEO how to run the company when their COO is running it for them. So I need to grow their COO because yes. they're not training them. And then there's all these millions of groups for entrepreneurs. You got Genius Network and Maverick yep. and YPO yep. and EO and yep. Vistage and blah blah blah. Yep. Where are the COOs supposed to go and learn? They come together? to you. They come to, yeah, now they come to the CO Alliance. Yeah, which is which is the key to yeah. the key to getting it working. So let's talk about the, the, the gap here yeah. between um, I'm an entrepreneur and I am in a position, let's say I'm newly starting, I'm an entrepreneur, or even myself, and I'm playing split role. I'm playing implementer, mm. I'm playing COO and CEO visionary at the mm -hmm, same time. Mm -hmm. I haven't really spun off and become two people yet. I hear the, totally. I hear the hesitation yeah. to breathe. So no, there's this... This thing that happens. I want to like step by step. I got a team of five way, or no seven. Hesitation. I'm just waiting okay. for you to finish. So okay, I, I, I appreciate it. I want, I want to get this out completely. And we're like, I'm still a caterpillar. I'm still a caterpillar. We're by Niagara Falls in the big ass cocoon. You remember those outside Niagara Falls? Big ass cocoon as total butterfly inside. And I'm talking about being a butterfly, thinking about it, but I'm really two freaking people in one. I got yeah. my team of seven or eight. How do we do the transition? Yeah. So like, 
Okay, so you're the if I was going to work with you on this, and which I, we can we'll do it right now. We'll go for sushi and we'll do it together. Yep. yep. So you, I would give you a spreadsheet. I'd open up a laptop. Yep. And I would open up a spreadsheet. Yep. And in column A, you would write down everything that you do over the course of a month. Okay. Almost as if I'm going to follow you around with a video camera. You're Mark Zuckerberg. I'm going to video you for an entire 30 yeah. days. We're going to rewatch the video, and you're going to write down everything. I open emails. I reply to emails, I book flights, I coach people, I show up at meetings, I prep for whatevers, I, I hire people, whatever. You might have 80 things on your list. Okay. In column B, we're gonna categorize them in one of four ways. Either I for incompetent, C for competent, E for excellent, or U for unique ability. It's a Dan okay. Sullivan concept around unique ability. Incompetent means you suck at it. Okay. Competent means you're okay at it. Excellent means you're really, really good at it, but you don't necessarily love doing it. Unique ability is the stuff that you would do for free. It's you're really good at it and you love doing it, you get energized. Column C, if you were gonna hire someone just to do that task day in and day out, what would their hourly rate be? So what would the hourly rate be for every one of these tasks? So for you in your business, I'm not gonna ask you what you earn over the course of a year. $3. $3, no. But like, let's say that you earned a million dollars a okay. year, okay? Reasonable for a company this size that your company might earn a million dollars a year. Okay. The hourly rate to earn a million dollars a year is $500 an hour. If there are any tasks on your plate less than $500 an hour tasks, if I was the CEO and knew that I was paying you $500 an hour to run this and found out you were doing $40 tasks, $60 an hour tasks, I'd be pissed off. Why am I paying you $500 an hour to do something at $60 an hour? So we're gonna get all the stuff below your effective hourly rate delegated to somebody else. And then we're gonna delegate everything except genius. The incompetent, the competent, the unique. Like, I only want you working on the stuff that fills you, that feeds you, that fuels you. Got it. And if we don't know who to delegate those things to, we're gonna grow some people or we're gonna hire some people. So that's what I wanna talk about the grind. Cause I, okay, so let's just say we fill this out. Let's go back in time, we have sushi again. Oh, sushi was good. Uh, it was really good sushi. We're definitely yeah. going to do that again next time you're back in town. What, who was that place again? Uh, it's Coda. 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 So yeah. plug for Coda Sushi. Very it's good great. Plug I got Corbin uh, behind the camera going. Uh, he loves that. He's hungry now. <laughs> Opens good. at four. Yeah. Um, so so what, what, what's interesting is, okay, so I'm going to step-by-step this. I got it. I write down the list. I realize I should not book my own flights, even though I know what seat I want, even though I'm seat 1A, I'm blah, 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 and in this airline, blah, blah. Not hard to train someone. Talk me through the developing the people and really is it more important for you to have everything done your way or is it more important for you to scale this business and have as much fun as possible while doing it? I would just see me both. Okay. Okay. But why does it need to be done your way versus the output is the same? Okay. So the same result. My way means my result. Correct. Okay. I don't care my way. I just want the results. Okay. Got it. So interesting question. So you're saying, are you okay with the same result done differently? Yeah. So as an example, if my assistant puts me in seat 1A, I'm going to lose my shit because I want aisle seats, even though we're the same height. Yep. I don't like windows. I like aisle. I'd rather have someone climb over top of me. I don't like getting bumped into my shoulder. Yeah. I'd rather- I have longer shoulders and you're taller legs. If we're in first class flying to Europe, I want to be in the front section of the two or three first class sections. I don't want to be in the middle sections. I want to be, because I only want one set of crew passing me. 100%. So so you teach them those little basics, right? Which airlines to be on, where to make sure your points are, what times you like to kind of fly. And if they're not sure, they'll come and ask you. And after a couple of times going through it, they start making decisions like we are. Got it. Okay, so this is interesting. So they don't have to do it the way I would do it. This is, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna it tell just you my, has to get done. What's the biggest takeaway today? Is it doesn't have to be done the way I would do it. I just need to get to the same result. When was the last time you told an Uber driver the way to go somewhere? 
Almost never. Barely ever, unless unless I'm literally. But when was the last time you told your wife Deborah which way to go all the time? Yeah, well, never, never, <laughs> never. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why do we do that with our spouses and our partners? I don't know because we somehow defect to this expert who's doing it all the time anyway. So we just let them do it their way. Got it. So we need to let these people be the expert. Or we realize we can do more with our time than worry about what they're doing in their job, and we can be like a Navy SEAL, and I can get way more leverage off of working in my unique ability than worrying about all the details. So how do we develop experts? This is the this key is, is to find out the stuff that needs to be done and then try to give it to the people that really want to do it and that are really good at it or grow their confidence so they really want to do it or grow their skills so they're really good at it. It's by flipping the org chart upside down so that what we spend our time on is growing people, aligning people, inspiring people, and then getting out of their way and then going out and keeping growing and finding out we need some more people and then growing those people. Okay, so let's just say I as well, freelancers are the same. Finding freelancers, finding offshore people, very, very. So I have my executive assistant who's been with me for seven years. She's now hiring her own EA because wow. there's way too much stuff on Meredith's plate. I'm paying her too much. So I said, look, you can get stuff done for six bucks an hour in the Philippines. I'm paying you 45 bucks an hour to be my EA. This is crazy that I'm paying you nine dollars or eight, eight times as much. So I said, like, get a bunch of stuff off your plate. And I can give you higher projects, bigger stuff. She's all over it now. It took some time. But she's got it. She's willing she's to give that it. stuff up. Yeah. Okay. So let's just pretend. Let's pretend this game here real quick. Um, I bring you in here. You're in the Human Communications Institute right now. I hire you. I bring you on as my, you, was, you taught me this, Director of Operations. For you, you'd be the COO. But I bring you on as the second in command. I tell you my vision. We do the Vivid Vision book. We walk through your entire process and get the Vivid Vision book if you don't have it yet. And, or the beginning of Double Double, correct? Yeah. Either one of those two. Yeah. Definitely get the book. I talked about it in our GPS podcast, uh, GPS show years ago. Definitely, definitely get the book. It is Everyone should have it. Get at least two copies uh, for your office. Amazon, good place to get it? Yeah, Amazon. Amazon.com. Um, the one thing I was going to say is, I bring you in here. What's the first things we do? Like, let, let's talk about this. What's the first things that we do, and what's the first thing you do? As the entrepreneur trying to... I'm the entrepreneur. I bring you on. You're out of retirement. I couldn't afford to bring you on as a CEO at this point. So let's, let's first talk about, if you're going to hire this kind of operations person to yep. come into your company... What should you give them as a title and, and how do you pay them? I actually talk about this in my newest book called Second in Command, but I think it's important when to explain it. does that come out? It, it comes out in January okay. of 2023. So it's important to explain to everybody my, my thoughts around this. First is, if you don't have an executive assistant, you are one. Okay. So you don't go and hire a director of ops when you should hire an executive assistant first. Get all the low-hanging fruit off, the, the, the tasks off your plate that are just administrivia so that you're left with more of the ops tasks. Then it's like, I need to get a bunch of this stuff done. Could we give just the two roles in a nutshell? Let's just say we have uh, Corbin behind the camera right there, or Chip over here, they're starting a new company. Mm -hmm. um, EA, uh, executive assistant or assistant does what? And the COO does what? So the COO is doing any of the higher level projects, the projects that probably require a little more strategic thinking, probably okay. require a little bit more skill, and they're not the administrative, repetitive tasks that okay. need to be automated, right? Um, so yes, yeah, so you're trying to get that stuff off your plate. So the assistant is booking it, the flights, making sure we got water, make sure we got hint in the office. It's also like, what, um, do I, what do I want to pay a COO? Like if it's truly a COO, it's probably $300,000 yep. plus. If it's a VP ops, it's probably 150 to 300. I'm not going to pay somebody 75 to, to $150 an hour to go organize lunches. Got it. Like it's ridiculous. It's going to cost more than the lunch, yep. right? So you got to get some of these tasks off your plate to people where, where you're getting the highest ROI. For, for their time and the money that you're paying. Got it. Then you're left with this basket of things that you, you need to go, well, does that basket become a COO or does it become a chief marketing officer or a chief finance officer? Like, 
it, depending on what the stuff is, is what you're going to call the person. I think too often people get wrapped up with titles and they say, I need a X. No, you need a bunch of things done. So for all the things that you need to get done, what are you willing to pay for that? And then based on that amount of pay and what's on the list, that should tell you what you're calling it. If it's in ops, it could be a director of ops, VP ops, COO. If it's in marketing, it could be director of marketing, VP marketing. You follow? Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's really more based on what do you want to get done and what are you willing to pay? And that should tell you the comp. So first thing, everybody right now watching this, first thing is they need to immediately go get some sort of an assistant, correct? If they don't have Yeah, one. if you don't have an executive assistant, you are one. It's about getting all that stuff off your plate so you can work on the bigger And get somebody that can leverage. run the vision with you with the thing that you need to get done. Yeah, and in the early days, it's kind of like a, a head of projects or a director of ops who can, the master of, uh, you know, the jack of all trades, master of none, yep. right? They can do lots of stuff, but maybe they're not so into one niche. As you really start to scale out, you're going to start hiring your first kind of domain experts. You'll hire a head of finance or a head of marketing or, and then ops role starts to become more about leading and growing people and less of doing stuff. Got it. My, my core role at 1-800-GOT-JUNK in the early days was, was really strategy, planning, hiring, growing people, delegation, and then it was all growing people, aligning people, right? I didn't do much in the last couple of years. It was all thinking and growing of people and aligning of people and removing their obstacles. So the growing people part, I said I brought you in, we got a, we got an assistant now, we've got a director of operations, we've got those two things. We've got a team of, let's say, a dozen people. Mm -hmm. How do we grow the people? Because we started talking a little bit at lunch, and I'm like, save it for the podcast, yeah, so, save it for the podcast, I want everyone to see it. So you know Simon Sinek, right? Yes, I don't know him, you know him, I don't I know, know him, but well, yes. I know of him from YouTube, you know him as a human. Yeah, Simon, yeah. Simon used to Fellow sleep. Canadian? Uh, no, he's from America. He's from okay. from the United States. He used to sleep on my couch. Sounds Canadian. He was uh, he was on our board of advisors four years before he wrote the book Start with Why. Oh, really? So in his Golden Circles, which he talks about in Start with Why, and in his first TEDx talk, he talks about the why, how, and the what. The first thing you need to train your employees on is the why. Okay. It's your company core purpose. It's your company core values. It's your company's BHAG. It's your vivid vision. It's the history of how you got here. It's the crazy shit that happened in the early days. It's the screw ups that you had. It's so they can laugh with you on all the inside jokes of what, how you got to here. That's kind of your why. It's the DNA of what made you, your company, what it is. Every company needs- That's the we believe in our company. And, and everybody, every company needs to train people on that. But I even mean the history, like how did you start? Okay. Do they know that story? Yeah. How did, you know, the, the, the pivots that you made along the way, the screw ups that you made, the, oh God, I can't believe we fired that person, but we still like them. You know, I can't believe I used to do this shit, right? They need to know those stories so that they can feel the same ideas and they understand why we do things, the DNA, the why you do it the way you okay, do it. Okay, so we start with the why. Yeah. The second area, and this is where most companies train on. Can I pause on this for a second? Yeah. Because this is helpful for me. So this is not just know your why. This is, this is I'm hearing something different, this is obsession. So like we believe that communication is the most underdeveloped and underutilized asset that we have all mm -hmm. to getting what we want, period. So we believe that communication is the answer and that the problems in the world, we have a whole, I'm not gonna get into the details, not about me right now. We need to get on obsessed with that and talking about the stories of how I came up with that, how all that stuff mm -hmm. that I cover in my seminars and I share with our clients, we need to be sharing that internally. And if they're not obsessed with that, I don't want them to come to the first interview. Okay. I don't even want them to apply. I'm going to force feed them with our obsession and I want people that are like, hell yeah, I want to work here. Okay. Then I'll bring them in and I'll grill the hell out of them two or three interviews to find out if they've got the skills to be able to work and the behavioral traits to fit with our team. So, so that's, that's where the why starts. So when we make people take our course before they start our telecourse called action prior to starting, we do that. Uh, one of my, one of my friends says that he actually gives all the interview questions to the candidates before they show up. <laughs> He's like, I'm not trying to trick them. 
here's what we're going to ask you. That's good. Do you really want to work here? That's really good. Do your shit. That's Get ready. Really good. Okay, got it. Okay, right? I'm, I'm getting this. So, so why? What most, yes, yeah, so that's the why, the center circle. Okay. What I obsess about is the second circle as well, the how. What most companies focus on is the what, right? The what we do. Mm -hmm. Here's our trainings that we run. Here's the courses that mm -hmm. we have. Here's our, mm -hmm. the software that we use. Great. But that's not the stuff that scales the company. The stuff that scales the company is the how. It's, it's all of the skills of leadership. How we do time management how to do delegation, how to do coaching, how to do interviews, how to run meetings, how to, like, how to deal with conflict, how to reverse engineer, how to deal with emails. It's the skills of management. So you're telling me that, okay, I'm this, this is like, I'm, the reason I keep on saying you're telling me, I'm like literally. You've heard, of, you've heard of GE's Crotonville or this, the Six not. Sigma program. This is GE all or, like, I never, new. dude, I, I went back to Arizona State University the other day. I didn't get into the business school. I'm just gonna be really clear. I know you, you and I have our opinions on college. We both I are don't the like them. I don't like it either. And um, I never got, I went back and spoke to the Honors College. Um, I told them right off the bat, I wasn't smart enough, they said, to get in here, but I'd probably make more money than anyone in my graduating class, right? And I'm back, and I'm now, it's funny, they're paying me physical money to come back and teach you, and I couldn't get a two-point whatever GPA. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any of what the, the those the people, big companies those, do, what right. anything do. I literally know sell shit, do great value. Have you, heard and, of, have you heard of companies that have like leadership training programs? Yes. This is what they train on. Okay, so talk, talk me so through this. I wanna, I wanna get this. this. I'm gonna, this is for me. The fact that thousands of other people will see this is great. Yeah. That's a benefit. But this is for me right now. This is helpful. Think of a car rental company that is different from the others. Like what car rental company you go to and I like, their staff are just cleaner cut and they seem to maybe have their shit together a little bit more. Avis? Avis, okay. Or Hertz? I think of Enterprise. Enterprise, yeah, yeah. Right. They're great. Right? I worked for Alamo in college. Okay, but what is it about Enterprise? Do you know what it is? They hire the clean-cut culture kids. Good cars, too. But they train their people. They're all in leadership training program. If you go and ask any of them what they're doing, oh, I'm in the leadership program here. I'm in the leadership program. I'm in the management training program here. All the other car companies hire people to do a job. At Enterprise, they hire people and they grow them as leaders. That's the difference I'm talking about. Okay, so... Your how to take your business to the next level is investing in your people. Growing like, people. First, yeah. don't screw up and don't get anyone that's not your why right off the bat. Correct. Like, it's just... It, it, Steve Jobs used to say, he would show the wooden prototype of the Mac. He said, if I didn't see the twinkle in their eye, I didn't bring them in for an interview to see if they have the skills because I don't care if they have the skills. They have to be that fucking excited about what we're doing. If they are, then I'll bring them in. I had a guy at an interview one time at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. He said, you don't see it right now, but I'm vibrating in my seat. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> no, it's right? your face, it's this awesome. This is great, yes. right? Because you get this. I would tell people in the interview, if you quit within the first two years, I will chase you down the street with a baseball bat and beat the shit out of you. You have to tell me you're here for two years because this is really fucking important to me. Do you want to join us? Like, are you in? Got it. And they're, they're like, uh, if I saw any hesitation, they're out. But if they're like, yes, I want in, okay, let's talk, let's get deeper. Like, I, I need that cult. Right? To build a good business, it has to be a little more than a business, a little bit less than a religion. It's got to be in the zone of a cult. It's culture. That's huge. Got it, because I think this stuff sometimes, and then what happens is I think what, I think what we do is, and I teach people this, and it's easier to see from the outside, is you get desperate. You waited too long. Mm -hmm. You get desperate, you need something. You're saying the greatest thing that you need to do right off the bat is to literally find someone that understands your why and then train them how to do what where why does. Correct. 
and we can stop there, and we're already better than 99% of the business. Correct. This is where Lululemon... And the what is they'll figure out on their own. Lululemon used to make everybody go to Landmark. I know they did. I, I was at... I was at Culture. Dave Berg and I went to lunch at the... Uh, over bar, you lived at PV. What's that? Uh, Mountain Shadows, right? Mm-hmm. We were at Mountain Shadows for lunch, and... Afterwards, there's all the yoga people in the lobby, right? all different yep. ages, ethnicities, colors, creeds, different types of people. Yep. And I said, you guys like each other. We love each other. We all love what fitness and yoga can do for each other. Mm. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. I came back and I'm like, I got the answer. I got to find people that are all into communication influence. But just having the answer is not one thing. It's how do you actually do it? And, and it's about aligning those people and growing those people. So that's what I've always believed. How do we do that? It's just growing their skills and growing their confidence. Okay. It's the same as growing your children. I mean, give me a break. You've got kids. Yep. Do you yell at them and push them around and get mad at them? And nope. sometimes, sometimes, like, well, maybe. But, yeah. but what really works, right? Helping them, yep. growing them, giving them confidence, showing them how to do something, sitting beside them, standing back, watching them, cheering them on, letting them screw up. It's growing their people. It's growing their skills. It's growing their confidence. It's the same. So this is what you do on a our very... job as a person is to get our kids up and out the door so they can become these happy, healthy, independent adults. Our job is to, to grow them so they can leave, not so that they have to stay. Our job with our employees is to grow their skills so that maybe they can go somewhere else, but they love us so much that they won't. Got it. So it's you love them you love them enough to, to give them everything they needed, right? And you love them as much as you can to get, let them get everything they needed. And if they need to leave you because they find something better, we got to be okay with that. We yeah. gave them that gift. Yeah. So we, it's like the book, The Prophet. They're not really our children. We don't own them. like our kids. We don't own our children. They belong to the world. Sure. And we got to develop our kids to be the best possible to one day not need us. Interesting. This is like a whole psychology thing on abandonment. Maybe yeah. People have an abandonment what, this issue. This is what business is. Business is all about growing people. People development. And then aligning people. Align them with your core purpose. Align them with your vivid vision. Align them with your core values. I hear people all the time saying business is difficult. Have you trained your employees how to do a job interview? No. Do you know how to do one? I've just been doing them. Have you been trained? No. Train your employees on how to run meetings? No. Have you been trained? No. They nobody's had any training. If I gave you the 12 core skills, I guarantee you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that of the 12 core skills, you've never had at least 30 minutes training on at least 10 of the 12. Personally. Right now, I'll bet you you haven't had 10. I don't even bet me. I can tell you. I don't don't even know what they are. Right. And I'll also bet you that your employees haven't had those 10 as well, which means business isn't difficult. You're making it hard on yourself. Because we're not getting people. But I will bet you you've trained your kid on how to play, do more in hockey than you've ever trained an employee on how to do their job. I think I've taught my kids, yes, I would agree with that. And what's interesting is that the young man a minute ago, we spent weeks figuring out and teaching him, and I got him in front of people, and I was showing him to talk to this guy, talk to that guy, and I started listening uh, to what you said. Though. You're teaching him the what of his job. Got it. I want to step up into the how. I was talking about the how of the social media. Here's how this works. Here's yeah, how it works. That's what? That's social media. Got it. I want to teach him time management. I want to teach him about delegation. I want to teach him about project management. I want nothing about social media. We want to teach them how to be basically entrepreneurs. I want to teach them not to, to be leaders. Leaders, which I to lead them, leading things. themselves and leading others. Interesting. It's so funny because I skirt around this stuff, Cameron. It's so easy. To, I'm so happy you're here because I skirt around this stuff. Meaning, I'll teach everyone else a lot of things. Like I tell everyone, stop telling your team you're proud of them. Start, start telling them they should be proud of themselves. Mm-hmm. By that switch in dynamic is dopamine versus serotonin. And I'm just telling you this, so I stopped telling people I'm proud of them a long time ago. And I say, look, you should be proud of yourself because cool. then you own it. That's cool. What I have not been doing, and I've been doing the quick drug hit of that. What I've not been doing is give them additional things they can be proud of. Right. Look how More good skills. I got at interviewing. Yeah. Look how good. And then if they want to leave, they can, but right Most before won't. they leave, you pay them more. Most won't. Or, yeah. or you love them more and they're like, I'm staying. 
Like it doesn't matter. So, so how do we do this? So let's say, like if you had to give, like we used to at college, we had the quick notes. I didn't go to class all the time. So I had kids, you'd probably, maybe you would have went to class for me, but somebody would go to class, they take the notes, they put them on red paper, they would Xerox, you couldn't Xerox it, so it was just on red paper mm -hmm. in the old days. What are the quick notes? Like if I said, this is 10 ways to invest in your people, because that was a big thing you started talking about at lunch today. When I got super excited about investing in people. Sure. What I love about CEO Alliance, what you do, and, and I'm sure we'll get a link out to everybody to show how to do that, is that you teach a visionary how to invest in the person that will get it done mm -hmm. and love on them and care for them and help grow them so they can actually, everyone wins. Yep. If we're not even just talking about the CEO Alliance, we're talking about developing out our entire team. That's the invest in your leaders course. What's, Talk to me about that. Yeah, so you have this. Yeah, so it's called Invest in Your Leaders. And you, you've put this together. It's all there, all right. 12 modules. Okay. So you go to investinyourleaders.com. There's 12 modules. Each of the 12 modules starts with a pretest. So if you did any of the 12 tests, you would fail the test. Everyone okay. would. Anyone watching would fail the test. Even if we lied. Uh, no, because it's, it's designed in a way that you go, oh, I don't know this. I want to learn this. Got it. So then you'll watch the videos of me teaching this content. You'll read the information of me teaching this content. And then you'll do a post test and you'll pass the test. Dopamine hit. Look at me. I didn't know. I learned. I got it. That's kind of a bronze level of learning. One of the sessions in my course called classroom teaching, we actually talk about how adults really learn. So we go through the abstract conceptualization, the active experimentation, concrete experience, reflective observation loop, and how to really grow people. So where I'm kind of going with that is that the basic way to train everybody is put them in the course. The more advanced way is to build out your own learning curriculum internally. So figure out what you want to grow people in and, and get video content, wow. written content and books, which is what Starbucks does and GE does and Google does. What I did at 1-800-GOT-JUNK, right? We built out, I had a nine-person learning team at 1-800-GOT-JUNK that I hired them all to train our franchisees. We had 330 franchisees and 3,000 employees. I wanted to grow them. That's why they're a $600 million company. Okay, okay. So 2006, I remember making a video on an old video. This is, I'm just going in my brain here real quick. I learned how to do a meeting where I can go into a place, explain what we do, get people enrolled in our programs, make everyone feel good, make the guy who booked me feel good, and everybody happy. I went and made an old VHS tape on how to do it. It's probably the last time I've done that. Ooh, wow. And I never did it again. So the key point here right now is, Everything we do, we should be making a video on how to do it so I can train somebody. Yes, after you like plug everybody into a course like Invest in Your Leaders first. Okay. Most companies don't have the time or the skill set to really go out and film all of this content and create all the learning modules and create all the certification models and put them in the right order and put them up on an LMS like Thinkific, right? Yeah. And then deploy it internally. Okay, what's that really cost you? for your time and the amount of money and the amount of like content creation and professionalism, yep. or just for 747 bucks, put each employee through a course, you get 10 employees, put 10 people through the course. Seven grand versus probably spending 50 or 100 grand to develop it on your own. So we put them through your class. When you get 250, 300 employees, that's when you start developing stuff internally. Okay. Right, because then you have the team, you have the resources, because again, you've only got so many people, time and money, what's the highest return on your investment? It's not necessarily building out your own learning curriculum. Got it. So inside the curriculum, what happens? I, I log in. I get into the portal. Yeah. What's the first thing I do? You're going to do a pretest. The, the first. Fail the fail the pretest. Yep. Get the dopamine hit that I'm still could be cool afterwards, yep. right? Then what's the first thing I learn? You're going to be watching some of the videos. The first module is on situational leadership. Okay. So you're learning how to adapt your style as a leader based on the person's skill and confidence. That's for me to watch. That's for any of the leaders going through the course to watch. Okay. What do I then do for the new assistant? I then employ, I want to put, I want to bridge the gap here. 
I can give you a specific example if yep. you want to grab a piece of paper and a pen. Um, let's grab one. I want you to take a direct report, someone who works for you, someone who reports directly to you. Okay. And I want you to um, think about three projects that are on their plate. Write down each of the three projects. All right, Chip, what are three things you got going on? Edit podcast. Cameron Harold podcast. Okay, edit yeah. podcast. Yeah, I have to edit um, the uh, core five-minute yep. highlight. Core five-minute highlight. This is, we're just proving that it's yep. a real thing. And create, uh, and I have to create promotional videos for this podcast. So. Promo okay. for podcast. And give me two more. Give me two more. Uh, we got uh, uh, got a prep for uh, circle. Okay, and we have to prep for HIT. Okay, good. So that's fine. And shoot HIT. Okay. Without asking Chip, and Chip, you can even grab a piece of paper and do this too. All right. Okay, so Chip is actually sitting here. So I'm going to get both of you to do this without talking to each other. Mm -hmm. um, Michael, I want you to rate what Chip's skill level is on the first project. What's the project again? Edit Cameron Podcast. Okay, so what's your skill level? Either no skill, some skill, or high skill. Give yourself zero, one, or two points. Zero for no skill, one for some skill, two for high skill. Okay. Okay. On the next one, which is core five minute highlight video. Okay. What's yeah. your skill level on that? Zero, one, or two. Okay. On the next one, promo for podcast. Okay. What's your skill level there? Zero, one, or two. Okay. Next one, prep for circle. Zero, one, or two. Okay. Next one is prep for hit. Yep. Got him. Okay. What's his commitment level on each of these projects? Not into it, kind of into it, or really into it. And commitment can change based on whether he's overwhelmed or too much going on or stuff happening at home or not quite sure what to do or doesn't want to let you down. Yeah, yeah, Right? Okay. So not into doing it, kind of into doing it, or really into doing it. Okay, very good. Give a good. zero, one, or two for each of those five projects. All right. For each of the projects? Yeah. Okay. And then add up the total points for each individual project. So for project one, he's got a total of zero, one, two, three, or four. Project two, zero, one, two, three, or four. Got it. Okay. And Chip, tell me when you're done. Okay. There'll be no sarcasm, Chip. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay, you got it? All right, Chip, for project number one, what did you give yourself for skill and what did you give yourself for commitment and what's the total? Two, uh, total of four. Okay, so two, two, and four. Michael, Good. you gave him? Four. Two, two, and four, okay. Right. On the next project? Four. Okay, two, two, okay. and four. Michael? Four. Two, two, and four, okay. Chip, on the next project? Uh, 1.5. You can't have a 1.5, so. <laughs> Where'd you get a 0.5? I gave myself a half of, <laughs> I gave myself half of being into it. Uh, what was it? So either, so either podcast promo. Podcast promo. Oh, skill level of that was a two and into it. Um, zero or one or two? Yeah, a one. Okay. Yeah, I started leaning. I gave you a two, but I was leaning into a one on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I have both things here. You had two. I had one and I had a half. I started with a one and then I moved to a two. Okay. So so if, you're, if you guys are talking to each other, you realize he's a three combined. Okay. okay. On that one. Right. Okay. Now what's for the next one? Okay, Got so, it. so one and Michael, you had him. I had two as, and a one. Right, so you have him as well, a three. Well, two is capability. He's totally capable. Okay, but you had him as a three. Yep. And he's got himself as a one total. Got it. Okay. So Michael would assess his skill level is not as high as you do, and and is. I made a skill very high. Yeah, and he's saying a skill zero. Okay. Well. Or maybe it's a one, but it's, a one. it's by the way, it's not a bad thing. Into it is a zero. 
It's okay. So one, okay, one on skill. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got it. So one and zero. Yep. So here's a mismanagement though of yep. of your perception is he's a three. His perception is a one. You're gonna lead him in the wrong way, and I'll got explain it. this in a second. Okay, good. On the fifth project, same thing. Same thing. You gave him a three, and you and got a total of one. Thing. I did a total yeah. of three. Okay. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. Michael's style is very much abdicate. Here's the shit. You got it. Does this make sense to you? I'm out of here. Yep. Some of them are sitting there going, I don't really have all this. I'm not really sure yet. I don't really know. I need more from you. And you're going a thousand miles an hour and you like them and trust them. So you let them run until they screw up, at which point you get frustrated probably. If you have a zero points, total of zero, our job is to give the project to somebody else. If they have a total point value of one, our job is to micromanage them. Step by step is exactly what you do. It's exactly what you do. Just get all these things done by this date in this it's order. It's interesting because that is what that turns into when we're getting ready for an event. It does it, turn into, did we do this? Did we do this? Because it's what he needs. This? It's what he needs. He yep. actually needs you to delegate the step-by-step instructions of the entire project plan in this order, these steps, by this time. Okay. Okay. Right. Without even having to explain why. That's just it. That makes total sense. If you have a total of two points, you're going to explain why we do it this way. But he's not really at the point that he cares about why at this point. No. Maybe after the project, you sit down, by the way, do you know why we did it that way? And he goes, not really. Here's where we did it. Okay, that's interesting. Because he's now got the confidence because he actually got it done that he's willing to be grown a little bit more. If they have a total of three points, our job is to say to them, show me what you're going to do for the plan. If you need my help, I'm here. And to cheer them on along the way. And that's what we do. Like when I say to you, two seconds, show me the... The idea for the promo. And you're like, yeah. that so looks yeah, great. If we're doing a shoot, if we're creating something, if we're doing that stuff, I'm a three or yeah. a four. And if we're, if we're doing this other stuff, my, my confidence isn't great. My and this is where the dance around situational leadership is training all of your managers to just slow down for 30 seconds before I delegate a project to somebody and say, what's their confidence level? What's their skill level on that project? What style of leadership do they need from me that will help them? How do I support them and grow them? Sometimes it's just say do the project. Other times it's to micromanage them. Other times it's to hold their hand. Right. Got it. So the numbers are relevant. They're very. It's relevant. just no, no, no. What I'm saying is, they're real. The numbers 100% real. They are what they are. What I mean by irrelevant is they're completely relevant. But what I'm saying is, the fact that it, whether he's a one or a two or I'm a two or he's a three or whatever it is in the situation, it is what it is. And it doesn't speak to the person's worth in the, on the no, planet. No, or their work ethic. Like, what's your skill level at situational leadership? Right now? A zero, one, or two. It's still a zero. Zero. Right? It's yeah. very low. Because that's why I failed the test. But but mine is very high. Yep. It doesn't make us better or worse. On this particular thing around, I can give you more skill development. Got it. Or I can tell you, right? I can help grow you in a different way. And that also shows us, that this also, this is fascinating. Because it also, and it, if anyone ever done it like this, like together, this yeah, is pretty cool. I do it all the time. It's better that way. Yeah. In fact, I even talk about it in the situational leadership module. When you want to bring this internally inside of your company, here's how you do it internally. You sit down with your managers. You can set up a sauna. So every project in a sauna or Monday or whatever you use yep, has sauna. the point value. So you can see all the people's projects and what style of leadership they actually need on a project by project basis. No That's shit. called situational leadership. No shit. This is pretty cool. I'll give you an example. Have you ever seen this before? How old's your how old's your oldest child? Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Do you remember the day when she was first starting to walk? Uh no, because I didn't know Tara then. Okay. So I remember Did you, Maya. I'll go back okay, to Maya then. Maya. So do you remember when Maya first started to walk? Uh yes. And do you remember how excited you were and how oh, much yeah. you cheered her on? Yeah. Like, go, oh, you're doing it. You called your mom. She's fucking walking. Yep. Do you call your mom when you see her walking now? No. Do you cheer her on? We now? did call last night when she got two Dude, gold medals. She would think you're crazy, crazy. For, for praising her for walking yeah. because she's evolved and grown that she doesn't need the same praise. 
often leaders think I'm going to keep praising people, not on the shit they already know they're good at. If I praise you on how do you, well you do with your editing of stuff, you'd be like, it's my job. I love this shit. It's why I do it. I don't need praise. What we do need praise, though, is, is the new thing that he's doing, like the prepping for hit that he's not that into, that when he does it and gets it done, he get a bit of a dopamine boost. Yep. That's growth. Got it. Got That's it. the stuff that we don't do. Most companies don't do that. Got so it. So most companies say it's hard to grow a company. It's not. You just need to get numbers. Most com- It's very easy to grow a company if you know what you're doing. I love it. So what's step two? Of what? Of the, of the program. Coaching. Coaching. Coaching is the one-on-one coaching. Coaching is a balance well, of right, three Well, right, let's things. coach Corbin now. How do we yeah. coach Corbin? It depends on what he wants to get better at. All right. So coaching is getting them to give their feedback first. Okay. Right? So what do you think you did well? Where do you think you could improve? Let me show you a few things I think you're doing well. Areas I think you can improve. Safe space, three and three, three and three. What do you mean by three and three, three and three? Three things you think you're doing well. Three things, three areas you think you can improve. Because if people will either not... So he tells me all three? What's, yeah. what's one area you want to improve? Well, no, what's, what's something you're working on right now that you want to get better at? Specifically for Michael? Yeah. Uh, probably um, streamlining tech setup. Okay, so, so what do you think you're doing well with streamlining tech setup now? Knowing um, all of the elements involved. Can okay. we hear you in this? Because this is really cool. Is it going to come up on the camera? Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah. Okay. You don't. You want to throw anything down. So, so knowing some of the areas, what else you do? What else you're pretty good at with tech setup? Uh, um, troubleshooting for sure. Okay, troubleshooting for sure. Right. Receiving mm-hmm. the comments. Yeah. Where else are you good at? They're both great at that. Uh, cues. Paying attention. Paying attention. Being in sync with them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where do? You, where could you get better? Delegating. Okay. Delegating. Have you ever been trained on delegating? No. Would you want some systems around that? Absolutely. Okay. Where else could you get better? Um. Probably in. We all have areas to get better, right? It's just improvement. This is actually interesting because this goes back to when we talk about getting Nick and stuff to help out with the table moving. Chip's never been trained in delegate. Chip knows how to delegate. I guarantee But he's never you, been, we never had a delegation course. I we? guarantee How you, to get enough help so we can get the shit done and we can get it up to a two. I guarantee you, you know what I'm saying? everyone, this everyone. Is really great. Everyone Best watching, podcast ever. I guarantee you that everyone watching, none of them have had any training on delegation. Not no. one. So don't tell me it's hard to get somebody to do something for you the way you want it, for the money you want it, the time you want it. You suck at delegation, period. If you're good at delegation, awesome. it's very easy to get stuff back. Okay. So how does someone get this course again? It's investinyourleaders.com. As directly to your site, That's direct it. access. And, and so everyone understands I'm very, very cautious on who I would bring into my world. And I always vet people. You and I was talking about that long runway. Yeah. I've been watching you do this for seven years. I know the people you've worked with. I've seen the clients you worked with. I've seen stuff. I 100% endorse, without a doubt, anything he shares on. I don't know if he teaches you to play golf. I can't promise that. Or hockey. Um, any of that. I mean, he even knows how to delegate. I think it was Bob Probert. I think you helped uh, when you were a kid. The new Bob when you were a kid. Who was the Troy, hockey player? Well, Troy, Troy Crowder. Crowder. And he knows how to offload or delegate a fight so someone else will have it for him, right? <laughs> the stories told me when you were a kid or something like that. But the purpose is why I'm bringing this up is uh, one thing that Cameron you taught me is about the runway you and I had a great conversation at one of Alice Mazin's event and mm-hmm. about a person that we were doing some business with and we both said we got to have a long runway we get excited seven years I've watched you do your work and I'll tell you absolutely phenomenal on this stuff so yeah. this is where people would start so invest in your leaders yeah start here in my mindset around it is this if the leader's job is to grow people if you've got an employee working for you who's managing anybody and you're not willing to spend $747 to grow their skills mm-hmm. you should probably fire them okay for real. Got it. It's like $80,000 a year. You're going to spend 1% more to grow them. You're going to get 100 times more output out of them. So grow them. Got one, it. One of my CO Alliance members has 32 of her managers going through the course. All at the same time? All of them. 
and they're all meeting about the meeting or is the course what they're doing what i have them doing is do two modules a week yep and then do a five minute book report on what you learned from the module just sit down and say hey i watched this module here's what i learned here's what i liked Next week, I'll do two more modules. So does the module actually teach delegation? Yes. I have a module just on delegation. I have a module just on time management. That's amazing. I have a module Anybody just on interviewing. The owner needs this and the people. Yeah, that's what it's for. I had no idea the interview would go this way. These this are the cheat great. sheets. This is with the little red, red pages that I had in college. But yeah, these are the cheat sheets. All this right. is how I grew every company. So you believe, so one of your core beliefs is that business is not hard, we make it hard. We do. I know this to be true. Okay, so that's truly like as the CEO Alliance is, business should When be- I've coached the CEO yep. of Sprint and sat in his offices and had him ask the same questions that you've asked me about people, I know we overcomplicate things. Okay, so I feel better about myself? Yeah, okay. it's, it's always people. People are always the issue. It's hard. So when you know how to grow people, then it gets easier. Is it people are hard or is it something's missing? Well, the interviewing of people. So, so bringing the wrong people in. Okay. When you bring in more of the right people and you onboard more of the right people and you align more of the right people and you grow those people and you coach and delegate better with those people and you remove conflict with those people, it's easy. But if you don't have any of those skills, it's hard. So back to this whole thing. We make it hard. If Chip has delegation and master delegation, Chip then doesn't get to do setup. Chip gets to activate his new skill on delegation, which makes him feel incredible. Chip Probably. Get, Chip gets feels like a badass because he walks in and goes, thank you, I get to go practice my delegating right now because that is part of that task. Or Chip's able to turn to you when you're delegating something to him and ask for a couple of more things that will make it better and easier so that you're happier. That's fantastic. So he'll be able to say, hey, you're delegating this to me. There's a couple of things I still need to ask you so I can nail it for you. This This is strong. All right, so we've put a title for this business isn't hard, you make the shit hard. Yeah. That's the title of this whole interview. So, um, the new book, new book's coming out. Yeah, it's I don't know if you want, you want to go command. there now or yeah, we'll talk about you it for talk a little sure. about that. We got a few yeah, minutes, sure. uh, a few minutes left and we'll yeah. get get you rolling down the, on the freeway. Um, what's the book going to do for me? So, the idea with the book Second in Command, I was speaking at a Vern Harnish event years yep. ago. I was speaking at an event 12 years ago. It's a scaling legend. Huge. He started the entrepreneurs organization, started scaling up and I wrote Rockefeller Habits. Yep. So I was walking off the stage and this guy who I, I now know called Kevin Lawrence walked up to me and Kevin said, oh my God, you're Cameron. And I went, yeah. And he goes, I thought you were a saying. And I went, what? He said, I thought you were a saying like average sucks or yeah. you know, what's your BHAG or a vivid vision. He goes, yeah. I didn't realize that Cameron Harold was a person. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, all the entrepreneurs have been walking around this conference for three days saying, I need a Cameron. And I guess they now mean I need what Brian had. Brian had Cameron. I need one like you. And he goes, now I understand that you're just like you're that second in command. So I'd been doing this, what what so many have been looking for. I wanted to kind of demystify how to actually go out and find a COO and how to bring one into your organization, how to align them and develop them. Brian and I had a bit of an unfair advantage. He was my best man at my wedding three months before I started working for him. So our trust was high. We were in a forum together and he watched me for four and a half years build two other companies. So it's almost like he interviewed me for four and a half years. But I'm gonna teach you how to do those things with somebody that you're hiring for the first time, right? How to go out and attract the right person, how to recruit the right person, how to know what you're looking for in that second in command, how to interview them, how to onboard them, how to bring them into your organization so they don't piss off everybody that's already working there, how to build that strong relationship so it's a really yin and yang like a marriage. Wow. It's, that's what the book's about. And uh, pre-order available or? It'll be on Amazon. Okay, got it. Yeah. So they can go there, Amazon. Yep. And then, uh, okay, fantastic. Yep. And it'll be on Audible as well, like all my books. I love it. 
I love it. All right. Well, you gave everybody a lot of stuff today. Is there okay. anything else you wanted to wanted to bring up at all? I mean, I, we got work to do. I'm going to sit down with these guys afterwards. We're playing the numbers game. No, it's um, funny. I just I wanted to make sure that I was hitting it for your audience. So you, you, you really did. Stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone that's listening right now, they, their business matters to them, and their lifestyle matters to them. And that's the one biggest thing. It's not about buying another course. It's really about there's a lifestyle that you want, the way that you want to live, and one of the greatest ways to develop your people without the fear that they'll leave you because that fear alone will will ruin them anyways. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is. Uh, effectively realize we make them great and they're so great that they feel great that they want to stay if not they go somewhere great thank you and that's fantastic so i love it this is a this is a blessing that we had you here and uh got a chance to share i'm super excited about diving into your course we'll be picking that up ourselves and uh awesome. get a chance to work on that so i appreciate you my brother awesome, we're buddy. gonna be doing more to thank come you. and uh, congratulations on the book i know that's an honor i mean you should really be seriously proud about developing that and the reason is i know what it's like to write a book to get that out of your body and into the real world i know that if someone said that you needed to do it and you do that's gonna make a huge difference thank you so thanks for sharing with me and really uh, taking your time today to help us develop out uh, develop out our businesses make our lives more effective thank you're you. welcome thanks michael yep well thanks for joining us for the average suck show and the big question people ask is like michael what is next and the answer is simple get average sucks my brand new book and the reason why i want you to have this is if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself why am i holding back why am i not getting what i want i know i'm capable of more this book answers all of that and more so go to averagesucks.com check out all the other stuff on the page got a bunch of bonuses for you get the book read the book and most importantly follow the instructions they're very simple you'll finish this little book in uh, in a couple hours real easy to read and it's going to start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world so averagesucks.com and catch us on the next average sucks show